Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions Podcast Post Game Show. Hey, hi ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions Podcast, episode 382. This is the official Detroit Lions Podcast for Reddit. I am Hammerham, your host. <laughs> With me is my good friend and co-host of the Inside Joke, the man with the cans, Sam Man. How you doing, brother? Oh, I'm good. Still having webcam problems, but I don't know if that's a problem for anybody else. <laughs> no. I, I don't, you can still see my face and more. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's, it's why we keep him in town as our quarterback, right? <laughs> we'll talk about today's game. We're going to do a little bit of roundtable discussion between ourselves and... Um, we're going to take a COVID test. No, we'll be fine. Uh, and we'll take your calls. we got that going on. A whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Andy, you ready to go, brother? Let's do it. Let's kick this off and break it down. Hammerhead! Oh, God, sir. Uh, let's see. Let's get right into it. Boy, this was an interesting game. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> a woof, man. A woof. A real... Real fun game for preseason, but in the middle of the in the middle of the schedule. <sighs> neat. Mm. Very mm. neat. I just want I do want to remind you though. Because the Lions want a game. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> ride it. Ride my, it. My voice is still cracking from last Sunday. It's still not fully healed. I I screamed <laughs> hard. Um it wasn't like that today though. Uh, the end of that first half, just before the end, you could feel as a Lions fan, a longtime Lions fan, you could feel it start to start to slip. You could, you knew what that turn of oh, that that smell was when you know it was what fourteen to ten. We had a chance to take it to seventeen to ten or seventeen to fourteen, and then uh, no, no, that's not what happened at all, was it? No, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I had zero expectations of this game coming in with the amount of COVID stuff, with the flu stuff, with just the guys that were out, we're already a massively depleted team. And then we went down to half strength from our quarter strength. Uh, you know, it just, I, I, it was fun when, when it was kind of close for a little bit there, you thought, well, I don't know, maybe something weird will happen. Eh, but you know, Nothing as, as happened. per usual, you know, it's, it's hard to win when your talent is that deficient. Like you saw it on the defensive side, I think guys were in the proper places. I think guys were, you know, doing things correctly for the most part, but just weren't, they're just not talented enough. Missing tackles, 
Fumble. Uh, you know, just small things that, you know, NFL starters and NFL players generally don't have too many issues with. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anything more on Jerry yet. Um, I know he was out with that, that shot in the, in the, on the knee. Thanks, Will Harris. You know, can't tackle the, can't tackle the other team, but boy, it's, it's the Lewis Delmas method here. <laughs> Unguided missile. Um, so I'm hoping Jerry's okay. I'm with you, Terry. That's, uh, that's a real bum deal. Hopefully we get some good news about him. Um, the Broncos horse sound effect going off through the game is annoying. Yeah. And the, and the, it's like the horn in Minnesota. Yep. I do miss the lion's roar though at Ford field. I, I don't know why they got rid of that after a good play. I love the roar. <laughs> well, they had to put it into the hands of the announcer guy. That's, you know, that's a Detroit lions two yard gain, you know? Yeah. Just as exciting. <laughs> just as exciting. Boy, it gets me riveted. Um, okay. So yeah, that was, the, that was tough. Um, how many guys did we call up from the practice squad? Was it six, seven? seven? Yeah, seven, I believe. Which is unbelievable, incredible. That's crazy. It's, that, this is like 1970. We are Marshall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or whatever year that was. That was that's a rough reference, but yeah, 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 for sure. Man, I mean, you're, you're. I mean, look, you're down so many guys already. It's just, and I'm surprised. You know. I'm surprised with all the COVIDs and the six and everything else, the the NFL didn't say, no, we're calling it. And I think that there was a, a sense of, we feel pretty bad for these guys, both on the Demarius Thomas yep. thing and the lions, just Dan Campbell, the whole thing, the team is going through. They didn't, they didn't want to put cause none of them would have gotten checks if they would have made it a COVID call. Neither team would have got paid. And um, so that's, you know, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, but with Demarius Thomas, they wanted to do the uh, the whole thing. And that, that was nice. I, I, that was nice that they did. That. It was nice. But yeah, if you're a Broncos fan, you know, like this was a perfect game for something like this because, you know, like you got the interception where the player got to put the ball onto the logo on the field. You know, it, like it was an easy game for your heart because, you know, it was pretty obvious what was going to happen um, for Lions fans. Not so much, but, you know. You know, it was nice at the beginning of the game when they did the the ten man formation. Yep, that was cool too. And then we declined the penalty. That was a pretty class act. Um, that was a, that's where the class pretty much ended. <laughs> it was garbage time, garbage time, and minute fifteen in the first quarter started. God, all right. Uh, let's see, Tony Calderon, next man up, illness and injuries, no excuse. I mean, at this point where the Lions are. There's a definite excuse. I mean, let's, let's see. They they don't have Quintez Cephas. They didn't have a good round out of wide receivers anyway, but they don't have Cephas. They don't have... Hawk was missing. Swift Hawk is missing. Swift. Like, you, yeah, I mean, you could argue um, that they were missing their top seven players yeah. everywhere. Yeah. You know, and that doesn't help when you're starting a guy off the practice squad that's starting outside corner who is normally a nickel. Um, you know, there's just a lot of, you know, I don't think this team was probably going to win anyway, but it makes it harder to watch <laughs> when you're watching these guys, <laughs> when you're watching, you know, like guys that should only see preseason snaps, getting snaps. Um, if they hadn't won last week, I think we, there'd be ooh, a lot more rage right now. You know what I full mean? Full wheels off. Yeah. If yeah. they didn't win last week. Yeah. For real. Um, 
Craig Reynolds was a nice surprise today. Um, I'll tell you this much. Yes, I knew he was going to play pretty early. Um, two days ago, something like that. Um, they're really, really high on him. They're really, really high on Craig Reynolds. And uh, it, it was a great example of what's happened with the team throughout the year, being able to get those young guys up and give them a chance to play. Uh, that's how they found Jerry. Craig Reynolds is a, is a good addition to this team. I mean, I'm not going to talk about the trade and swift stuff just yet but (laughs) i mean honestly you know i i I tweeted about it earlier in the game but we're finally starting to see a team that the scheme and the coaching has a bigger impact than the player potentially Mm -hmm. like we've been seeing it all year but we really saw it today where you know craig reynolds looked really good out there um, you know, because the blocking scheme and the running scheme just is a good scheme. It just works. It just, you know, kind of does its thing. And obviously you'll get better results with better players. And Craig Reynolds, you know, given the opportunities he had, he made good plays and he did what he was supposed to do. Didn't fumble. Uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't fumble twice, which is always good. <laughs> but we've been seeing that with the defense all, all year where we've been playing, you know, third, fourth, fifth string guys all year. And the defense has constantly looked okay or serviceable downright good sometimes. Yeah. I think we're finally getting to that point. I, I don't know the last time I felt this way. Maybe 2014's defense with Terrell Austin. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. Fair so, enough. like, that's exciting. That's something to look forward to, that once this team gets a little bit more talent on it, maybe gets healthy, that we can be a little bit more exciting and uh, see some more stuff. Yeah, I think we're definitely seeing some – um some good work, some good coaching happening here. And I really, um, the Craig Reynolds thing is a great example. I feel like we've got the, you know, the good players who can execute the scheme. You see the scheme as we talked about when, um, uh, Dan Campbell kind of took over, um, after the bye week and, uh, Ben Johnson and he, uh, were working together with a couple of the other guys, uh, to kind of put things together. You're, you've seen a change. You've seen the scheme where it really does start to fit these guys. Uh, Goff, a couple overthrows today, right? This, this is one where schematically it started. they've started to open it up a little bit, and he didn't execute today. No. You know, Goff, it's, it's that same thing where Goff will have that one good game. You know, like against Minnesota, he had a fairly good game. Uh, like week two, he had a pretty good game. And it kind of makes you wonder. It makes you like, well, you know, what is Goff's deal? You know, blah, blah, blah. And then he has games like today where he's just missing open guys. His indecision is killer. Just watching him stare guys down, watching him just make a bad choice when he doesn't have to uh, rushing things or being really slow on some things. It's just uh, wonky. I don't know what we have in Goff. You know, it's hard to say. I, I, I think it's pretty clear that he's not the answer at this point. But the coaching staff still sees something in them, and I don't know. I don't know. It's games like this are hard to hard to watch. Yeah. Uh, on Jerry Jacobs, Campbell said the Lions will know tomorrow, but it doesn't look good. Thank you, Justin Rogers, uh, for that tweet. That sucks. Um. Yeah. No. That's that was that was rough. Um. Tell you what. Let's open up the the phones really quick. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. Give us a call. We'll uh, we'll get you on, or you can use uh, Detroit Lions podcast all one word, and that'll connect via Skype. Um, I want to talk a little bit about something we've talked about prior. Uh, 
the quarterback? Like, what do you do first? Build the team and get your quarterback or get your quarterback and then build the team? And, you know, you were more of get the guy and then build the team. And I was, ah, I feel like you could get the quarterback later, right? And, or, or he's the last piece you put in place. And uh, we, you know, we had good examples. But I think today's game, the guy, the absolute guy in Trevor Lawrence had, what, four picks today? Yeah. The, oh, man. <laughs> the the thing about getting a quarterback, and I think you just court, you draft a quarterback every freaking, every draft at this point because it's so hard to get a good one. It is so hard to get a good one, man. It just, it is. I'm, I'm never super pumped about taking a quarterback because you, you don't know what you're going to get. You know, you, you take, you could get a Peyton Manning, you could get a Mark Sanchez, you could get a, yeah, you know, anything in between, like there's a million things and, and the college game does not always translate. Well, a guy can look super good in college. Like he's super pro ready, ready to go. And he shows up and, just, you know, the speed isn't there yet. He's not used to playing against NFL speed. He's not used to having to diagnose at the NFL level. And that's all stuff that I don't, I don't know how you, the NFL still can't, can't get it right. How long has the NFL been drafting quarterbacks the entire time? Yeah. yeah. And there's still no definitive answer as to the proper way to go about it. And it just freaks me out. So in that regard, I would always prefer if you have the number one pick, to go to a quarterback because the odds of getting a good quarterback later are smaller than if you go number one, but it's still not a guarantee, but you know, it just so happens the Lions may have the number one overall pick in a year that there's no quarterbacks worthy of taking in that location. You know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a superstar to come out of this one. It's like the, and this is, I, I love this one cause it's the bears, but they jump up and grab Mitchell Trubisky, leave Patrick Mahomes on the table. Nobody was really screaming and pounding the table for Mahomes. And, and, and look, he's he's a special kind of talent, right? Um, we're seeing, you know, uh, Tony Fall talking about, about Mac Jones and Davis Mills are the best quarterbacks from last year's draft, right? It could be argued. It could be argued that that's the case. It's so difficult to to find the guy, it seems like. And, and I mean, we saw Mac Jones working it at the, at the Senior Bowl, right? I mean, it was... Unimpressive. It was absolutely unimpressive. It's it's where do you I mean, find them and how do you find these guys? Yeah. Is I it mean, a, I is it yeah, a, sorry. Sarah, not, not to cut you off here. But speaking of the senior bowl, it's the same thing. Justin Herbert looks all world and he looked like nothing at the senior bowl. Yep. Nothing. Yep. And he looked awful. I, and I didn't think his scholarship was particularly that awesome either. And I'd feel like a lot better if the teams like if, if Justin Herbert had gone number two. Right. And and they knew and they saw something that I didn't because then I'd be OK, I, I can I can get better at this. I can learn to scout better and watch these guys. better. but no, they nobody knows how to figure these guys out. Nobody can pick these guys. And like you said about today, our team, you know, we've got the players. It's a scheme where the players just play better because they're in our scheme and it works. Um Mac Jones could be a product of that, of Bill Belichick. Right. I mean, they won a game. He threw three passes. So, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see, Douglas 
Bush's Jerry Jacobs a safe and speedy recovery. Me too, buddy. Uh, that entry looked horrible. We're supposed to have him on. We'll see what this does to uh, the schedule. We'll see how this works out. But uh, Floundericious, thank you for the super chat, my man. Uh, Goff throwing that pass in the fourth quarter to Brock Wright, who was the only one double covered. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. Woof indeed. Yeah. And then the fourth down incomplete in the end zone, which was the guy played it more like a safety than a wide receiver. He, it was like he's trying to bat the ball down. Did you see that? That was That was horrible. Yeah, I just yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's rough watching golf when he's having an off day because yeah. it's you know what's about to happen because he stares guys down and the defense knows. I think his good days and bad days come down to does the defense do what he thinks they're going to do? If they do, he looks all world. If they don't, he looks like today. You know, just no time to for him to look around. He, his brain just doesn't process quite fast enough for stuff like that. And woof, just like Floundericious said, woof. Woof. <laughs> oh, here, I'll, we'll do it. Oh, I don't have it here. Never mind. <laughs> Me trying to pronounce it. Oh, God. Oh, but I don't have the drop, so there we go. Um, let's see. Don H says, afraid might be too strong, unengaged or disinterested, lost. He's just off. Everyone around him is selling out. He just seems like he's on a different page. Can't explain it. That was it today, right? And that's it about Jared Goff. It's There's a gap, right? And, it, and you want to say it seems like it's a gap between the ears. But the guy, I mean, you hear him talk. You, you see what he does around town, how 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 wonderfully generous he is, you know, as, as far as in, in the community. He seems like he's got all the pieces. It's just I don't know what it is on the field when it's just afraid. I don't I don't know what the word is. I don't know. He's just confused. I don't know. It's 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 maddening, though. I know that much. You want something yeah. you can count on every time. And it's, I mean, it's okay to have a bad game or whatever, but we're seeing these too many. Um, let's be honest. Goff is the cautionary tale for reaching for a quarterback in the first round. Flounder, thank you for the super chat again, my friend. Yeah, um, that's it. And so Strabisky. There's a, there's a million Yeah. You know, there's golden with that. Um, <laughs> cautionary tales. Um, it's it's incredible. How do you find a good quarterback? How do you scout and identify and draft a good quarterback in the NFL? If you can figure that out, if you can put together that formula, you can make a whole lot of money because teams would pay you a, a, a prince's fortune to yep. get them their guy reliably. And I don't and know what it is. I, I honestly feel that the NFL – I don't know if we're still heading in this direction, but there was a time where I think teams were saying we need to worry about scheme first and we need to worry about quarterback second. And that's where you get these superstar coaches or your hope is that you get a super, you get a Kif, Kingsbury. Kingsbury. Don't worry, you got me. You, you get a Sean McVay, <laughs> you know, you get, you know, a Kyle Shanahan who like theoretically is offensive minded enough that they can overcome gaps in quarterbacks. They can, you know, fill in the small things that your quarterback doesn't do well. And we've seen that to an extent. We saw Jared Goff make it to a Super Bowl with the Rams. We saw, um, now I'm blanking on his name, the 49ers quarterback, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, make it to a Super Bowl. You know, and neither of those guys look like Super Bowl quarterbacks. You know, and I think 
obviously not every team can do that. And I think it's going to be scary to be a Lions fan for a little while. I mean, you know, we how many teams have we seen that are otherworldly but just don't have the quarterback play to get them over the hump? That's always the fear. Yeah. And Trevor Lawrence, everybody knew he was number one. Everybody knew there was no trade you could put together to move them off of Trevor Lawrence. And no team would have changed, been, would have been different about him, right? Um, is, is, he, is he a bad quarterback? Well, he's surrounded by a bad team. I mean, he's got Urban Meyer as a coach. I think, is, is Urban <laughs> still coaching? It's, uh, so far. You got to get so the far. clock on that one. Um, sorry. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I, I, everybody, everybody was in on him. I mean, I know a situation isn't good, but I mean, Stafford's wasn't either. And everyone knew Matthew Stafford was a good quarterback. I guess people didn't want to admit it, right? The, 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 the Packers fans or whoever else, you know, the anti Detroit people didn't want to admit that Stafford was good for a long time, but anybody with, with half a brain that looked at it, you know, ingenuously uh, <laughs> would say that Stafford was a, a, a good quarterback. And, you know, obviously Sean McVay thought he was um, Trevor Lawrence. I don't know, man. I don't see, I don't see that. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You know, this was one of the first games of his that I actually watched, watched, and he just doesn't, you know, he kind of, he reminds me of Jared Goff a little in right now in that, if his first option's not there, it freaks him out a little bit. And then he'll make a rash decision. And as a quarterback in the NFL, you can't do that. I saw a sack where he literally ran backwards 14 yards and just took like a 18 yard loss. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's wild. That mm-hmm. should never happen. Would like you, you just fall down and take your five yard loss and move on. Would you trade golf for him? Yes. <laughs> Mostly due to salary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh, I see uh, tactile puma. Scary for a Lions fan. That's like living in a haunted house for sixteen years. Yeah, make it sixty, buddy. <laughs> living in a haunted house. The lion, the fans are part of the haunted house now. We're one of the attractions. Yeah, yeah. We're the the guy with the the chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of picket, picket, picket. Um, yeah, um, flounder. I the the picture of uh, Sam and that's always it brings the best out of all of us. Um, all right, <laughs> got a, a text. My my wife is visiting her mom, doing taking care of her with some stuff out there, and uh, put the uh, put the broadcast on on the uh, television there <laughs> and explain to her mom why you're in a bikini. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a laughs> that, uh, no, don't worry about it. I'm a, I'm I'm a millennial. You know, this isn't this is normal. It's Tuesday. Uh, uh, let's see. Biscuit could be lured here by Andy's picture. <laughs> That's a good one. All right, two four eight seven eight two eight three eight four. I know you're not feeling it, guys. We don't. We typically don't do the the night game post game shows, but um. It was like we, 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 things came together to do this one, and then Lions came out with COVID and everything else. Give us a call. Let's know what you think about the game. Let us know what you think about the, the rest of the season. We've got a couple of maybe a winnable game, although Atlanta looked a lot better than I thought they might today. The Seahawks at first were choking it down, and uh, I think in the end they wound up winning out today, didn't they? Yep. But uh, so those are probably the two games where we have a sneaky shot 
we play next week. It's Arizona. Is that correct? I believe it is. Oof. Yeah, that's going to be a real fun one, especially if we're still missing a bunch of dudes or, you know, however it seems to work out. Obviously, with uh, Jerry more than likely uh, not coming back this year. Um, it's going to be rough. It's going to be a rough watch. Unless your team first overall pick, and then uh, maybe you just skip these games because you know the outcome already, and you're looking forward to April. Four months. Oh, we get the Senior Bowl, though. That's true. That's fun. And then free agencies in March. Got that going for us, which is nice. (laughs) See how much addition by subtraction we can do, get rid of some of those dead weight guys that are still hanging around yeah yeah we should have a little bit of money i think we're like fourth or fifth or something aren't we in the in the salary or the the cap availability sweepstakes god i'm exhausted (laughs) (laughs) i think yeah i mean i we definitely will have some money to spend i think it will it will come down to we have some players that you know they may want to get new contracts for and We'll have to see how they allot that money. Mm-hmm. I think this, you know, actually will probably be one of the more telltale signs of Brad Holmes as a GM because he's finally starting to have to make decisions, you know, that I think are hard. I think his first year, obviously, he had the draft, he had that sort of thing, but I don't know if he had to make any real hard decisions because his team was just already so, you know, abysmal. Yeah. All right. That, you know, Tell easy it. peasy. We got a caller here. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Uh, this is Flounder. I've had a couple of really good beers in the last little while and uh, really enjoying the show today, guys. Hey, Flounder. Hey, Flounder. I got to tell you while well, we got you on finally, thank you for everything, brother. You've been really, really good. So helpful in St. Jude. You've given so much, man. It's, it's really, really appreciate everything you've done the, from from pies Amen. to cash to, to getting the word out. You've been, you've been like a really, really good partner and friend in this. Appreciate it. I'm trying, Coach. Put me in the game. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I, I love you guys. I appreciate what you guys do. Um, I'm just grateful to have the ability. And since I have the ability, I figure it's an obligation to get in there and try my best to help out for good causes. Well, definitely. We Let's are a good cause, to too. the charity case that is the Detroit Lions today. Yeah. Um, uh, woof. <laughs> Thankfully, I had to run to Costco and do a few other things, but I kept up with it. I was listening to Dan Miller, which is like one of my few joys. Even he was not feeling it. He was like, God, when can I get on the plane and go home? Yeah, Please pack, pack the, the bags. bags. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. really something, man. Um, With uh, with Dan, just on a side note, if uh, as long as, and it sure looks like it will, but as long as the Lions are doing uh, the Senior Bowl, we'll be having dinner with him. In Memphis or in, in Mobile, sorry, it's an M word. It's an M word. <laughs> Dinner in Memphis. <laughs> so we'll look for some of that. We're gonna have a good time down there in Mobile this year. We got a lot of, a lot of good stuff and and some ideas on how to get some, a lot of video and and kind of let folks take part in the experience with us. Uh, that's good, man. Hey, man, I would I would love it if we had something for every season. If we had some sort of a donation drive for the spring that would get people interested people into the show for the for the uh, draft and the run up to the draft but uh, I appreciate everything you guys do I mean this I appreciate the patreon slack 
Like if any people want to get the smartest lion's chat on the internet, you're gonna, not going to find a better place than joining up at Patreon for the Detroit Lions podcast because we have a great time in there even when we disagree. And uh, it saves a lot of, uh, saves me a lot of alcohol and uh, therapy appointments. So. <laughs> yeah, and and nowhere else is there Chris Dust, like in the Slack, right? <laughs> That's right. It, it, was, it, it started out with a crop dust. It became Chris Dust. The Slack knew hours beforehand that the COVID thing was going to pop, and they also knew uh, days ahead of time that our, our guy Craig Reynolds was going to be in there and was going to be – a little bit of a featured kind of piece of the offense. Uh, lots of lots of yeah, insider I mean, info. I actually on. wondered if it was if it was a case of John Dorsey running a canary trap to see if he could catch anyone blabbing about team business in the press. But it turns out you called it a few hours later. Bam! There was the tweet. Yeah. My yeah. God, what a hell of a way to go into a game where you're already on the road, you're already behind the eight ball, with multiple starters all out with COVID nineteen restrictions, like. You have to do what you have to do, and I hope the league doesn't come down on the team at all. But, damn, that's a hard way to start out the weekend. Yeah, I think the Demarius Thomas thing made it so that they could not stop this game. <laughs> the whole Lions yeah. team could have been – they would have had to bring you know the Michigan State college team into play for them. They would yeah. have played that game, period, I think, um, just in the face of that. So that, I think, in, in its own way helped us, at least from a um, – uh, reputation kind of thing. I'll tell you what, one thing that I know that nobody's talked about that that you only know when you're in the inside. <laughs> um, they were not allowed to leave the hotel. They were all stuck in their rooms. And 10:30 last night is when they all got those COVID tests that blew everybody else out today that we we heard about. Oh God, um, I'll bet. Yeah, they were they they've been playing it real real tight. Um, the phrase I heard used was "all hell is breaking loose," and this was before anyone was announced with COVID. So it's, um, it was, it was a, a massive crazy show in there. Well, <sighs> well I mean the, the COVID tests are, are they're lagging indicators. You're looking backwards. Yep. Like you find out that someone's been exposed. You're already infecting two or three other people. Potentially. Yeah. It's like, as soon as you get even a sniff that it's happening, you've got to shut the whole place down, which plays merry hell with an NFL team and all the work they have to do to get ready. Cause that grind is so fast. They get one day a week when they can like not be a hundred and fifty percent go. Yep. Yep. It's just uh, I don't know how you deal with that without having a massive disruption the next weekend. Well, and, and you're trying to avoid having what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers, where we finished the game, they had a couple of guys positive, and now you got to be like super paranoid that your team's going to get blown away by a COVID infection because two idiots were on the field positive. Well, like you said, you get a sniff of it. It is a respiratory disease, Flounder, just so you know. So you get a sniff of it, you're probably messed up. Um, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help it. Uh, Don H. had to mention this. Sandman's game time posts are priceless. Absolutely. They are as unique as anything you'll ever see on Twitter. If you don't even if you don't like Twitter, and, and trust me, Twitter builds they're called, you know rooms, but they're, you don't know you're in a room, to elicit the most controversy because controversy is engagement and that's that feeds ads but uh go join twitter and follow sam and only and, and us but uh follow sam and only and read his stuff during the games it is the best stuff sometimes it's it's hilarious sometimes you're screaming right along with beside him but but sam and's twitter is 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 lit during the game i, I let it all ham, hang well, out you know i just uh like now I, yeah <laughs> I, I you know i uh if you ever have watched a game with me 
I'm animated. I watch the game. I, I like to think I know football. So I'm screaming and yelling about dumb play calls and weird alignments. And, uh, you know, I like to, sometimes I just put it into Twitter forum when I'm by myself. I'm just you know? thinking of what an asshole well, uncle kind of role. I played Sam, weird Sam, the Sam game, Sam, man. I was like, hey, the shoulder. Hey, did you see that? <laughs> hey, anything to say? <laughs> I got punched in the shoulder maybe 40 hey, times. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry, Fodder. Go ahead. Hey, one last comment, and then I'll let you guys go. Um, I just say, Andy, you need to update your, uh, your profile picture on Twitter with your current uh, YouTube um, – Skype call photograph, just crop it properly so that your face is not shown. You'll get a million extra followers in like five minutes. The dual glow logo. I think logo. people will be better for it, even though they don't get what they think they're going for. Uh, All right, I, man. Yeah, it's ha- it's happening right now. I'm taking care of it for you. <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, Flounder. Thanks for everything, man. Thanks All right, for love you guys. Love you too, brother. Bye-bye. Later. Yep. All right. That was it. Flounder joins us. Pretty awesome. Oh, hey, you didn't hear that phone ringing, did you? You just heard it when it came in? No, I did not hear it ringing. All right, I've got everything queued up finally right now on the new setup. So I can hear it all in the background, but nobody else can until I push the button in. Oh, all right, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. That'll get you on the show. Um, normally, it's 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 a therapy session, but I got to tell you, I'm not I'm not feeling like there's therapy. I, I I'm. It's not even numbness, though. I'm, I, I, Sam, man, I think that win last week just kind of made the, took the pressure off the season at this point. It's like, hey, you know what? They're going to do what they do. If they pull a win out, great. Now that I'm not sitting here, you know, thirsting for a win, it's like, okay, whatever happens, it's going to play out. We knew they weren't going to be a good team. All that stuff kind of just lands how it was supposed to uh, earlier in the year. You know, we, we brought it up a little bit earlier, but had we not have won last week, this week would have been disastrous, disastrous. Yeah. And I feel the same way that you do. I had very little expectations because of the illnesses, because of the COVID thing, you know, but this is still not a good football team. Even if every, if we came in healthy, I'm still not sure that we win this game. I think it's much more competitive. I think, you know, all that stuff is true, but you're right. Like the weight was lifted. And I don't know if we really realized how big of a weight it was <laughs> until it was gone. And then you can kind of say, you know, now nobody, you know, at least I'm not seeing it as often. Nobody's talking about firing Dan Campbell. We're talking about the draft. What, what are we going to do to build this team more next year? Yep. It's not a, oh, God, we're going to go, oh, 16 and one. And then how do you keep the coach? Yep. I think that that talk's gone. I work with people in Europe in New York and New Jersey mostly um, in all week. They, they, they looked at me like I just had that post coital glow. I'm telling you, <laughs> I was just <laughs> after that victory. It just made everything bad go away. It made me feel so much better. And, and, and it didn't leave it. I, I'm telling you, Andy, that was the, the best Lions game I've been to. And and it was it was about all the emotion of the season wrapped up and all the pressure. And like, look, everybody loves Dan Campbell, but if they didn't deliver, right, you're gonna see the guy you love. You went from a guy you hate, who got you three wins though, right? And who everyone yeah. I mean, Marvin Jones survived it, but <laughs> it doesn't make it better than Meyer. <laughs> but um it was it's just everybody just liked him on the players. Interesting, I, I I've got some info about the coaches. And uh, they didn't hate him. 
they I, I can talk about that in a little bit but uh you get this this situation you know where it all just kind of went away and now it's like okay the team wasn't we knew they're going they weren't going to be great this year we're we're living it now you're not going to have the over season you got to tie you got to win fine we can kind of move on and be more analytical and less emotional about it um i just appreciate the ability to be able to do that now and it feels so good that this loss just doesn't sting like all the ones before it this year yeah, I you know, I think we're we're at the point now where we can just start looking forward. Like we know what this team is currently, but there's I think there's enough real excuses as to why this team is not good this year that are outside of coach control and things like that that we can kind of look past some of that. Campbell has not been perfect. He's made a bunch of mistakes. There's arguments to be made that he cost us a few games. Mm-hmm. Um that being said, I don't think he's even remotely towards the top of the issues that we're having right now. Um, and you're right. It just allows us to look forward and be excited about what's next. You know? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and, and that happens, especially look, Dan Campbell, I think he gets a lot of passes this year because he's a rookie coach. He's learning just as much as a lot of these guys are learning. Right. I don't know how much experience we really have at coaching positions, I think there's a lot of first. I mean, Hank Fraley, he's been doing this for a bit. He knows what he's doing. Uh, but a lot of these guys are new coaches at the level that they're coaching, right? Um, interestingly, one of the guys with the most experience, Aylin, is no longer in charge of that thing. But um, it's interesting how that how that plays. It's, it's uh, a bunch of guys who are learning this year. We knew they would be learning. And now we're going to see how this plays out. What do they do? How do they self-scout? How do they improve? Uh, going into next year, I don't expect Dan Campbell to to lose us multiples. I, I, if he loses as loses a game next year, that's progress, right? I won't like yeah. it. I won't like it, but it's progress, and 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 that's all you want to see is just that continued progress in the right direction. And if we can see that, eventually, eventually, you make it to the top. Speaking of Anthony Lynn, I saw a report earlier today that uh, Dan Campbell said that. Anthony Lynn is responsible for a lot of the run game mm-hmm. uh, success we've been having. So I don't think he's, you know, he's completely out. Uh, but, you know, that's, that's to be seen. I guess we'll see what happens at the end of the year. You already there. mentioned self-scouting. Yeah. I think that's probably the strongest thing that I've seen out of this staff so far. That's everybody. That's the GM. That's the head coach. That's everybody. Is that I think that they're willing to admit when things aren't working and try to rectify them, mm-hmm. you know, Dan Campbell taking over play calling. It's not working. We're going to try it. Did it work out initially? No. Is it working a little bit better now? Yes. Uh, Jamie Collins, not playing hard. Get the heck out of here. We don't need you here. Um, you know, I think the rest of this roster is not at the point where we can do that with other guys. <laughs> we're, we're already thin. Uh, but that being said, you know, I think this off season will be incredibly telling. We're going to see what they really thought about this year and how they can improve it and, you know, what they're, what they thought can be improved and how they plan on improving it. Yep. It'll be very telling, especially with what and where they draft a quarterback. If they draft one, I'll I'll tell you a little more, Chris dust. (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. Um, And I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know this, but it's different from team to team. Some teams are very, very vocal on the, on the mic. Um, ahead of a play and some is just the play caller and that's it. 
And the Lions are very much, you know, multiple. Oh, give me a pass play. Give me a run play. And then, you know, Dan will make a decision, right? Um, we'll see how that goes. I, I can't I can't go more there. Um, we'll see. We'll, <laughs> but I'm, I'm interested that they are so collaborative on the headset and um, that they are pulling up multiple plays and having conversations about that because I was pretty much under the, uh, the assumption that it was straight, make the call, that's it, right? And, and that's the information. That's all the time you have for, for, to get information out there, but they're on the mic and they're sharing information. And, um, that's a big, I think that's, that's interesting because they, that collaboration and that, that trust amongst each other and that kind of community brain, uh, rather than relying on just one, I, I like that idea and uh, we'll see how that, how that, how that holds up for the team. Another thing, uh, I alluded to a few seconds ago, a few minutes ago is the Matt Patricia thing. And you remember Senior Bowl? He was a really nice guy when we met him. I know you, you who did not want to meet him. <laughs> you guys, you should have seen Andy. I was like, I'm here. I'm going to meet. I'm going to see what's going on. Andy was like, No. He was like, uh, Quandre Diggs and Matt Patricia. That's the kind of magnetism between those two. He was like, He was way over <laughs> on the other side. Hey, he was hey, I've, I've got, I've got, I don't have a huge online presence, but I've got a big enough one where. I'm I'm bad talking Matt Patricia. All of a sudden, somebody busts out a photo of me smiling next to him. You know, that's uh, that's not good. That's not good. No, you are you are honest and consistent. <laughs> I, I give you that 100. percent Um, but I wanted I wanted to check this guy out, and he was magnanimous. He was he was kind. He was you know generous. He was he was if, if for lack of you know he was a good guy. And I was like, that's so weird because everything I see and hear points to he's not such a good guy. Right. Um, so I heard, you know, the other part of this dust, Bob Quinn, great guy, real good family, nice, nice people. The whole thing, caring, um, made personal phone calls at points to uh, uh, players and coaches and stuff and, and reached out to people really like a, a genuinely, you know, kind hearted soul. Um, very interesting. Cause I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected that. Right. Yep. Matt Patricia too. coaches. The coaches liked him. The thing is though, and this is like, we, we got to this, but we didn't kind of see the whole picture. He wasn't himself. It was that inauthenticity with the players. And that's what really just caused that gap because who he became that wasn't him was a dick <laughs> and, and, and they didn't, and they didn't like it at all. Right. And they, and, and, yeah. and, and that did not go well. It's just not a, you know, modern management style, modern coaching style, anything like that. So um, very, very interesting to me, you know, he was, he's the guy we thought he was until he's trying to be somebody else. And that's, that's what really cost this team so much and cost, you know, cause I think, that attitude is what put us in this space with this dearth of talent. It wasn't Bob Quinn who had his own problems with drafting or whatever, but we weren't developing players. Right. And I think part of that was because of the style of the coach and not, not gelling with the people he wanted to develop and creating a, a, a rift or a buffer to where they didn't maybe take him so seriously. And um, it stinks that the guy's kind of like persona, his character that he played is what put us in the situation. And uh, from from everything I've been hearing, that's that's what did it. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, you know, like there's a lot of that stuff where 
you mentioned Quandre Diggs already, but if Matt Patricia isn't the Matt Patricia that was here, maybe Quandre Diggs is still around. Maybe Darius Slay is still around. And this team is not in the horrible, horrible position that we're currently sitting in. And maybe we could sing a little bit like... Because uh, the Lions want a game. More often. <laughs> <laughs> more often. I love that one. I, I really do. I'm. It's a great drop. I just play it over and over while I'm driving in the car. <laughs> I don't even have to go anywhere. I just get in the car and play it over and over so I can hear it. <laughs> That's from GMAC Cash, by the way, on uh, Twitter. He's got some good stuff. Trying to get him in the DMs uh, to do some stuff together, but really, really cool cat that GMAC Cash. He's got some fun, fun little raps going on. Um, let's see. Flounder, Patricia, again, thank you for the super chat, Flounder. The sparkly effects. Uh, Patricia looked so ashamed and sad last year when he knew he was fired. That was authentic, but the rest of the time he was cosplaying Belichick. Yeah, he was cosplaying something like Belichick, though. It wasn't even Belichick. I know they say he's not fun to work for either, but I have n- I've never seen anyone quit on him, even in his early years when the team was building up to, you know, where it hadn't had success yet. I didn't see the people quitting on him like they did on uh, on Patricia. Oh, gosh, 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 Patricia. And... Daryl Bevel, looking like he's going to get a chance to uh, coach again this year. <laughs> Can we finally just put Urban Meyer to bed and never see him coach another team ever again? It's wild. I honestly, you have to feel so bad for Jaguars fans. Like they are, they're experiencing similar things that the Lions experienced. Like 2014, I was like, holy crap, look at this defense. Are the Lions for real now? You know, the Jaguars had that one defense a couple years ago that just was fantastic, and it's all crumbling around him again. I don't know. I don't know what you do with this whole Urban Meyer situation. You know, they signed him to a big contract. I think he's hard to get rid of in that respect, that you're going to be paying my man so much money, so much money to not coach your team. You know, you're only one year in, flipping it over on a new quarterback. Year one stinks. But he's just—he's been a tire fire, a dumpster fire. Yeah. How do you, I don't know how you get a dumpster you know, full of tires fires? A, <laughs> <laughs> just unbelievable, unbelievable. It's ugh. He, even Patricia wasn't this bad. No, no. And I mean, is he going to take? It'll be the third time that it's for health reasons. He's not going to be there anymore, right? Yep. <laughs> it's such a BS excuse for health reasons. Guy's a nut. Guy's a nut. I have no idea how he gets hired. I have no idea. Just, can you imagine? I mean, think about that. They, he was never in the conversation for the Lions coaching job last year, but he was Dan Campbell, right? It was all the Robert Sala. Remember the bakery? Yep. Oh, the bakery. <laughs> how can I forget the bakery? Yeah, that was, those guys are funny. They did that. Um, <laughs> the, 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 just all that, all that stuff, right? Dan Campbell was never the guy. Urban Meyer wasn't either. So by the same token, maybe we're just as likely to have gotten Urban Meyer. I can't imagine. I think I think if we'd had Urban Meyer as a head coach by this and, and what had gone on there has gone had gone on here, 
I might be shutting down the show. I might be just like, I'm done. This is just, yeah. Like how do you, you can't, there's nowhere to even look up in Jacksonville. The only thing you're looking for is to fire your coach. Hope he doesn't destroy your quarterback, get somebody decent in there, but who's going to come. You hired Urban Meyer, right? I mean, who's going to come there after they fire Urban Meyer in year one? I just, I, I think that's the real problem is that not only, so the con will have to decide how much money am I willing to dump to fix this? Because now you're paying Urban Meyer. You're probably going to have to overpay to get the next guy in. You're probably going to have to put a, a big old contract, like a Dan Campbell six-year type of thing. That guy doesn't work out. You could be potentially paying two head coach, three head coaches at the same time. And I, I don't care how rich you are. Nobody's cool with throwing away that kind of money. Oh, God, no, no. That's what would, if I was a Jacksonville fan, that's what would scare me the most. I see you as a good owner, Sam, man. I think you'd make a great <laughs> NFL owner. I would fire people so fast. <laughs> would you do it with like a paintball <laughs> gun? Because that would be really good. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd hire Patricia after the second preseason game. Like, nah, this isn't going to work out. <laughs> I want a, I want a, uh, a GoPro mounted on the barrel of that gun <laughs> and on your forehead because I want to see that go. <laughs> It's not like you're going to miss, right? No, yeah. <laughs> Band seven layer dip at the practice facility. Oh boy, you just get lots a of you get a battle on that one. Hey, you know what? You know what season it is? Besides the NFL season, it's gift giving season, Sam man. Ooh, and the best place to go get your gifts for anybody get get gifts for yourself first. Let's take care of ourselves first. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Get yourself something decadent, something nice. Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Take. Take that little uh, URL. That's how you go to Amazon. And if you go that way, put a little change in our pocket based on your purchase. Take it out of Bezos' pocket. It doesn't cost you any more. They take it out of his, his filthy clutches and uh, send it over our way. Great way to support your podcast by something doing something you were going to do anyway. Head on over to Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com for all your gift-giving needs. All right. Let's see. What else? We, oh, we can do CBD, but we'll, we'll talk about CBD later because... I don't even feel like CBD is a big need this week after this loss, Andy. I'm just, it's I'm already chill. I'm already chill. I, yeah. I'm complete. That's it. That's, I was like, I couldn't have the, have the word. It isn't, it's not numb because I still feel it, but it's chill. It's like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. I, you know, I had zero expectations and I wasn't let down. You know, I, I, I had zero expectations earlier in the year and I somehow was still let down. I think I'm at the point where I'm not let down anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, 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 that's it. I, I kept saying there's zero expectations, but the, the the losses mounted my, like, inside, man. Inside, I was, it was stress. It was stress. So, at least the, the team gave us this good, good stuff to have a nice, nice holiday. I'm hoping Jerry's okay. I can't get that out of my head. Yeah. He's, he's a, he's a starter next year. <laughs> he fixed, he fixed so much. God dang it. And um, it, now, I mean, it's December. God, recovering by by August the next year. That's a tough one. Yeah, it's, it is. It's going to be tough. You know, I think AC, if it is ACL and MCL, you know, that stuff's getting faster and faster and faster. I think the, the real scary part about having Jerry injured like this is how do you address that position next year? Because he's played well enough that I feel comfortable with him. Mm -hmm. But now he just tore his ACL, potentially. We'll find out. 
But if that's what he did, that's one of those injuries that people come back and are fine. And some people don't, they just are a little bit slower than they used to be. And now that affects a cornerback. You know, that's one of the positions where you need really fast change of direction. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and, and we have the same problem with Okuda. You know, technically he might be healthy to come back, but what player are we getting? He didn't look good when he was fully healthy. And his was an Achilles. That's the and that's is. even worse. Oof. Where where Jerry, I look at him and I just look at I look at his body. I look at his, his you know, <laughs> how his body's made up, and I feel like he's the kind of guy that can come back from that a lot more than Jeff Okuda could from an ACL or an Achilles. God, um, I just think Jerry's more of a tank. I just I, I don't know how how else to put it with it. He, he's just so thick, so strong, so ripped. I feel like he's and and on the rehab side of it, there is nothing that's going to get in his way. I mean, the, if you look at our St. Jude auction, auction.stjude, no, sorry, auction.detroitlionspodcast.com, um, there's a Jerry Jacobs signed ball. It's on it. It says never give up. He, he signed it with never give up. That's his, if you heard our interviews with him earlier, that's his mantra. That's how he got from losing his mom at 11 years old and being raised basically by his brothers and sisters. And, um, to junior college, to Arkansas, um, Arkansas State, to Arkansas, and then to, you know, the NFL, and then as a UDFA, and now, you know, basically a starting corner. Guy does not give up at all. And I just feel like he's got it in his soul that this is just another thing. You know, in, in the words of the famous philosopher, uh, DMX, it's one more road to cross. <laughs> one more road to cross, my man. <laughs> Uh, uh, at least I didn't yeah. quote Homer donuts and beer <laughs> <laughs> alright uh, Robert M thank you for the super chat or super sticker I can't tell the difference between what what they are I, he, he didn't have any words with it just the, the d- donation really really appreciate that Robert very kind of you thank you for supporting the show um, oh yeah this is this is Jerry singing about the holiday season it's the holiday season <laughs> And my balls need squeezing. So head on over to auction.detroitlionspodcast.com and uh, bid on the Jerry Jacobs ball or jersey or DeAndre Swift jersey or ball or Jamal Williams or TJ Hawkinson or Penny Sewell. I don't know why I put the extra <laughs> emphasis on that one. But uh, <laughs> there's there's all kinds of great stuff there. There's a There really is. It's fantastic. There's a awesome house out in Denver that you can rent for a week, which is amazing Yep, right there in ski territory. I think it's like 10 minutes from the, from the lifts and uh, it's $3,000 value, seven nights. And it's like 700 bucks right now. Heck of a deal. And then there's dinner with Andy. I mean, look at that, you know, to get a date with Andy, <laughs> Andy Riz and I going down to prime proper downtown. Some of the Ooh. best steak you will ever have. Oh my God. That tomahawk Andy. I, I still have it pictured right there in my head just 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 a gorgeous gorgeous piece of meat and the steak wasn't so bad either um, <laughs> help it, you know. oh goodness gracious uh yes 10 minutes from winter park thank you thank you flounder uh good stuff there head on over to auction.detroitlinespodcast.com get yourself some of that good stuff and it's ending in just three days so you have time to get your bids in and it'll be uh, shipped and it should be in your paws prior to any holidays. So you can wrap it, get under the tree or you can just hold on to it. If it's, if you're getting yourself something. So there you go. 
All right. Uh, Andy, final thoughts on the Lions as we close out against the the Denver Broncos and we start looking to the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals at home should be an easy win, right? Yeah, super easy. Uh, no stress. Uh, you know, excuse <laughs> I me think, if I don't fly in for this one, right? <laughs> you know, I think we'll have to. I'm, you know, we're everyone's going to be watching to see how healthy can the Lions get in one week's time. Yeah. Uh, I think even full health, you know, the Cardinals are a tough ask of any team. Um, you know, we've always played the Cardinals tough, so I guess we'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but right now, I think I'm focused on is Jerry Jacobs going to be OK? Well, how how does next year look? Yeah. You know, I think uh, I'm, I'm full on board that the Lions are going to have the number one overall pick, which is fantastic going into next year. Uh, you know, and that will be our stepping stone uh, to get the get everything moving. I think this year, uh, I don't want to say it's a lost cause, but I think we're far enough along. We've seen enough. It's a uh, draft draft season. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. You know, the, the, the most ideal situation I think is if they say, yeah, Jerry's nothing's torn, just sprained or whatever. And they, and they just shut him down for the year. He's got yep. the snaps he needs. Let's just, let's put him on the shelf. Kind of like Swift. I feel the same way. Put him on the shelf. Um, let him be, and uh, we'll see you next year. We'll we'll we'll, we'll bring you out healthy and and one hundred percent and ready to go when we get some of these other pieces in place. I mean, this year is done deal. Um, it's probably like even even TJ, right? I'm like, yeah, maybe just put him on the shelf and uh, let him heal up and feel good and stay healthy. Yep, get get some extra time off coming into next year feeling real strong. Yeah, Craig Reynolds, let him develop. Jamar Jefferson, the running back. I mean, you can sit Swift to be okay. It won't it won't hurt. Um, yeah, I mean, teams. honestly, there wasn't even that big of a drop off in the running game yeah. other than, you know, the extra fumbles. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll be OK. I'll be honest to you about the fumbles. Both of those were hard fumbles. We're not talking about a guy that was loose with the football or anything like that. He took full blown shoulders into the football. Okay. You know, that's that's a fumble that happens. It just so happened to happened twice to him in one, in one game that looks real bad on the stat sheet this is what i like but, about andy he's tough but fair <laughs> stern but fair that was my that was my nickname in high school stern but fair, <laughs> stern but fair. <laughs> <laughs> yep yep uh arizona next week then the falcons and seahawks falcons and seahawks i feel like i could pull one of those games i, I really do um we'll see what the end game is and how that plays out but um if we give if we wind up with two wins, we'll be fine. Uh, Nick, either Houston or the Jags are going to win next week uh, as well, and and that's very possible. Um, Houston started out looking pretty tough against the the Seahawks today, so um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, for this Lions team, uh, I think we're I think it's time to twilight the the season. We got the win, right? We got we got the minimum expectations met. And uh, I don't I, I don't think that we need to put anybody in a place where they're going to get hurt any further. Um, these guys with COVID even. Right. Is it good for them, their lungs to get back on? I don't know. I don't I don't know. I just want to be extra cautious with all of them at this point. Uh, great time to take in and really just fully embrace the put the whole practice squad in. Call them all up. 
give them some time. Let's see. Let's see uh, preseason game five, six, seven, and eight for the last four <laughs> games of the season. You know, well, I guess that'd be nine, five, six, seven, eight, yeah, five, three. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's just see those. Let's just see those guys. Let's get an absolute bead on all the talent from top to bottom of this roster, where the diamonds are, where the rough is, and then woof, make the changes in the offseason and start working that. I, I feel like that's a great way to approach it. I mean, one of the things we saw Bob Quinn do is continuously churn the bottom part of the roster, but we never really knew if they were the bottom of the roster, did we? Nope. And a lot of those guys went on to play somewhere else. Who's that? Who's that? That Tunyon tight end guy who's making money over in Green Bay and I mean, there's there's a lot of players that uh, we turned away and are doing good things elsewhere. Drafted, you know, I th- Huntley and then sent him off. <laughs> Logan Thomas before he oh, got hurt. Yeah, yeah. You know, although he is a quarterback here, so so let's. But we've let's already turned we the safety into a running back. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, let's see what we got. Let's put him out there. Let's get him. Let's get him some Shoot. game time. Let, let's put Jared Goff in a tight end. And see what happens. Yeah, the more guys you got on injured reserve. The more guys you can add to the practice squad, the more guys you can bring up. Let's run them all through. Let's all, let's get them all some reps and uh, <laughs> keep the guys we need. I mean, our 90-man roster uh, after this season could be all guys who actually played live fire snaps of NFL football where we've got an absolute bead <laughs> on the kind of players they are. How ideal would that be? Seriously, if you're a coach and a GM to really know what your guys can do against NFL talent, that's that's not bad information to have. Nope. All right. Yeah, uh, let's see. Mike, I hope we might get a show with Jerry showing how he's going through rehab. Jerry's is one of the greatest guys. And, um, well, he was going to come on anyway. We got to see what this does to having him on. But um, he will be on. We'll continue to talk to him and uh, revisit him as the, the season and the off season go on. He's he's our guy, man. He's He's everything we thought he was and more. Uh, it's really just such an impressive thing. He's such an impressive young guy. Just we'll get him on, and he's he's a great human being. You know, don't forget to tweet him about the Alice Jacobs Foundation. They got something good going on there. Um, that's straight out of his pocket. I want him to make it a little bigger so we can kind of pour some money into the Jerry Jacobs Foundation and get some or the Alice Jacobs Foundation and get some some good stuff happening. That's that's kind of stuff you know we love to do. So there you go. And we got Flounder backing us. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let's see uh last couple days stjude.org slash dlp christmas for the kids get your donations in there direct amazon.detroitlionspodcast.com get all your gifts for yourself and others there uh you need to chill out you got some vacation time coming out and you want to get a little buzz go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com you can get the active cbd if Delta 8's not cool in your area, I mean, it is cool, but your, your government doesn't think so. Uh, active CBD gives you the same kind of high, and uh, you get all the pain, anxiety, and insomnia benefits as well. And don't forget Patreon, where the Chris dust and all the great stuff happens. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there. Little as a dollar a month gets you access to the Slack with all the Chris dust. Follow us on Twitter at DET Lions podcast, DET Lions podcast, and... At Sandman7773, Sandman7773, and uh, you'll see the best tweets ever during a game. Uh, Be sure to give us a call and Skype on Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, Detroit Lions Podcast, or on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com, subscribe to the podcast so we can pop off in your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. You like that? 
You like that? Oh, I love it. I, I, I'm looking at pictures a couple places. Like, <laughs> well, now you can look at it uh, on Twitter anytime you want. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can nav- circumnavigate the globes. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Just call me Magellan. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're the Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. I will call you Magellan. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over. You've had enough of that shit.